0: and you know what that means welcome to max wrestling episode 343 this is your captain speaking at my side is LFA moses marquez top of the morning top of the morning top of the week this uh is the final edition of this current version that you all have come to know of max wrestling um it it was kind of sad last week but i'm feeling much better about it this week we got a lot of changes coming so uh why, why, why don't I run through them all? Uh, yeah, that's cause good. It, it's, uh, apologies, because it's going to be an overload of information. But uh, hopefully it all makes sense. So, I was actually going to wait until after promo series. Uh, but I don't want to wait over a month. So, right, Max Wrestling officially rebrands next week um under this new genesis as you know promo tournaments will be no more and the promo championship has now been retired however beginning next week promo exhibitions will be sanctioned so if there's somebody you want to work with in a promo battle and with no winner or no loser let's make it work uh, we're also bringing back one of our old favorite segments this week in wrestling history. Every week we will take you down the memory lane of professional wrestling. And trust me, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of, a lot of shadows and, and no streets. You I can imagine. <laughs> uh, <we're laughs> we'll also be discussing a wrestler of the week at the end of every show. Plus the geek of the week. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the best part. I know you're looking forward to that part. Every week. Um, plus, as trivia returns to its rightful place as one of our main focuses on Max wrestling, we'll have one little round of trivia every week uh, as we try to have a guest every week to take on Mike or Moses, or even both if they feel brave enough. Ooh, extra brave. Um, or, they, you know, they could choose the team with one of you, and then it, it's a handicap match either way.
1: Hey, I'm down for either one yeah
0: trivia the Mosaic. Well, trivia all the way around, baby um, what else we got finally, the changes to our remaining championships, so the knowledge championship will be defended at least every thirty days. Failure to do so will result in vacating the title except for league season between April and August. The ring of games will take place every week during those months with the winner going on to challenge the knowledge champion at the end of the month. At every special event, the Knowledge Champion can also do option C and Mm -hmm. surrender the Knowledge Championship to challenge the World Champion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Previously, World Title was available through trivia or promos, but of course we're getting rid of promo competition Right. Which means the World Championship will be defended primarily in trivia competition, but also, as before, it can be defended or changed hands in a predetermined promo exhibition. So, that is something you're going to have to discuss between Champion, Challenger, and the free Max Boys. The now, Max boys. most exciting of all, the newest championship in Max Wrestling. At promo series, the ring of games will no longer be to determine the challenger for the knowledge championship. Instead, the winner will be crowned the first ever Max Wrestling Television Champion. The new Ooh. TV Championship will be defended at every special event in trivia battle. However, in order to keep the title, the champion must cut a promo every 30 days. Oh, I like that. I like it a lot. Keep those chops fresh. My
1: challenge uh, is constantly fresh, but I dig it.
0: <laughs> Additionally, the free runners up for the Ring of Games will all challenge another Champion at Promo Series in the traditional winner stays on Gauntlet. Oh yeah. So there you go, that's a lot of information, but those new changes will begin to come into effect next week. Uh T V title T V champion will be crowned at promo series on the pre launch show. And then after that we got championships every thirty days on the line. Mm. Um Quick reminder, of course, Promo Series is on November 18th. So, 18. those are all the changes coming. Um I'll be honest, I still haven't found a theme song. I've been racking my brains all week trying to find one, and it's almost impossible to find a perfect one, but I, I want to find a perfect one just for all of you for next week. So, I was going to say, I
1: was like, that's probably literally the hardest part of this whole thing, is finding music that go with everything.
0: It is, and it's not just finding music that matches, it's finding music that you're not going to get sued for.
1: That too. That's big time.
0: Especially with YouTube. YouTube sucks.
1: Oh, yeah. They suck big time.
0: Now, yeah. if you haven't already, click that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube. If you're not, go to youtube.com slash wrestling and then click subscribe. And, of course, if you're listening on SoundCloud, which I know a lot of people are, thank you very much. Click that orange button to subscribe or follow or whatever the hell the button says on SoundCloud.
1: Whatever the goddamn button is.
0: Yeah. The orange one. I just, I just know it's orange. Okay, I want to get this out of the way first. Uh, so, what did I say for the last two weeks that Becky and Charlotte would both retain ext- extremely normal rules, and they would flip and the- they would switch brands. Tick tick. Now Bianca just needs to take Charlotte's belt and pin Becky at Survivor Series, and my bold prediction will be complete.
1: I was just going to say, I was like, it's it's legit like a step away. But <clears throat> when it happened, you know me, because I'm not going to watch a goddamn draft. I don't give a shit about this crap. <laughs> I'm getting told by like guys in the TSK and just other outside sources. Oh, this guy's going. And I'm like, okay, well, some some of these movies don't make sense. I seen, uh, what was it Hit Row? They're going to SmackDown. I'm like, Yeah. not fucking Homeboy like North American champ? Like, whatever. And he hasn't even defended um, it yet. Nope. and the, Okay, so there's that. And then the friggin' women's champs flip. Why? Because why not? And, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch the draft, but I've seen like highlights. Um, so yeah, Becky's on Raw. Charlotte's on SmackDown. Uh, Bianca's also gone to Raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Mia Yim has been drafted to Raw, even though we haven't seen her for like nine months. Yeah, that was another one that
1: weirded me out. Nice. Dakota Kai got brought up. Dakota Kai. Captain the kick is gonna get kicked left and right. I'm looking for a name. Right, like give me a name.
0: Where is she? Raw or SmackDown? Who's that, Dakota?
1: Yeah. I
0: want to say SmackDown. Oh. Why the hell do I not see your name? Right.
1: Where the fuck did she? She definitely drafted. <laughs> I swear to God, I heard her name.
0: I don't.
1: Huh. I don't see shit. Well then.
0: I don't see her, but anyway. Um, poor poor lady. Austin Theory got called up to RAW. That fucking guy. That, yeah. I don't understand how that, that guy got on. called up anywhere. Uh, And immediately begins a feud with Jeff Hardy on Raw. Uh, First of all, acting like the fanboy, trying to get a selfie. Then he just blindsides Jeff and then takes a selfie while Jeff's knocked out. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, by the way, Jeff and Damian Priest's match was great. I'll give props to WWE for once. Um, I just didn't like the ending. Because you completely no-sold the Swanton Bomb. And it was a picture-perfect Swanton Bomb, which is pretty difficult to come by these days with Jeff's age and mm-hmm. body condition. But that was a smooth, picture-perfect Swanton. Hits it perfectly, gets a two-count, and Damien just rolls him over and schoolboys him. Like, you you, you just no-sold Jeff Hardy's finisher.
1: No-sold? That's how it does, bro. Like, I mean... They give Jeff no motherfucking credit. No. No goddamn credit. They're like, hey, remember that time you got caught drunk all the time? Yeah, well, we're just going to fucking bury you for it left and right. It's like, leave the guy fucking alone. Jesus.
0: Well, he's on his way to SmackDown now with a, a tease of a new side of Jeff Hardy. A lot of people obviously jump to the assumption that it's Willow. Why? why, I, don't, I, want, don't, why I don't even think that. the WWE audience would be familiar with Willow, so...
1: Oh, really quick, I was uh, I was mistaken. It was not Dakota Kai that shocked and awed me. It was Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who in the hell? No, it was Aaliyah who got drafted to SmackDown.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on, but Dakota, she's had quite a few dark matches on SmackDown.
1: I kept, but... All I kept finding was she's meant to be called up. She's meant to be called up. It was all like four or five days ago, and it's like, well, what the fuck? Where the brother at? Yeah. She's not here.
0: Why? Why is she having all these dark matches, and then she think she's not in the draft? She's not over. We already knew that. Well, no. If you keep burying her in dark matches, she's literally. I think right. she's lost every single one. That's all. And I think one of them was to Aaliyah. Mm, um. Another NXT call up to, uh, to SmackDown, zaya Lee. Uh Man. I don't. I don't know if she's bringing chair lady with Ms- her, but.
1: I said, yeah, you bring in the whole crew, the whole crazy crew, because if you're not, then you should fucking stay in NXT.
0: Yeah, I mean that's literally her whole gimmick right now.
1: That is her whole gimmick, and without that, I don't know what the fuck she's gonna do. Uh, oh, Ridge Holland, just big giant guy, I guess. Yeah, I feel so bad for him. Okay, I feel because I really kind of like Ridge Holland. Okay, like the guy just well, he kind of just muscles motherfuckers around. But I feel mean, like they're already going to fucking like use him to the worst way possible, and then my man Gabe Stevenson or Gabe Steveson, you know, went from being an Olympic gold medalist, you know, guy that could easily you know walk into the UFC, have a good career, make millions of dollars, and the guy's going to be on SmackDown, being I don't know what. I don't know how this kid is going to adapt to actual. I mean, like you know, again, I, I've said it before. Kurt is a prime example That amateur wrestlers Are able to Cross over With almost ease But That's still Fucking brand new business To learn man You know what I mean This shit ain't new Shit ain't easy You learn how to Fucking take bumps And how to work properly And Get heat and get Fucking you know d- There's a lot There's a lot Why is this kid Not in an NXT
0: And Honestly, I thought being a big guy like that he, that they'd want to keep him in NXT
1: 2.0. That's my thought, but I guess I guess not.
0: I guess Roman needs fresh competition.
1: That's sure. Yeah. That's terrible, but I guess um I'm looking at all these random names of people who are, were on the roster and now they're just not drafted and we don't know what the fuck they're at. Yeah, like well, I don't know why the fuck Maurice is on this list. Goddamn Wikipedia. Maurice is on Titus list. O'Neil. Like what the fuck? That's hilarious. Got goddamn slap nuts on there. Um, oh that's right. Fucking Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik. I I think Metalik's contract's about to end. So I've been hearing rumbles of him going back to Mexico, which would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, even Marie wasn't drafted, which thank God I wouldn't draft her to, to for nothing, and then neither was Elias. So fuck that guy too.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what the hell's going on with Elias. Uh, I know they they split up Shanky and Veer. So yeah, the, uh, what the... Veer on the Raw, Shanky on SmackDown. Because that's how you um, debut a team. Yeah, by splitting them up. We gotta split somebody up. Because why?
1: Because we can't, damn it. Okay, uh, that's
0: whatever. Yeah. Uh, they split New Day up again. Biggie. <laughs> staying biggie on Raw.
1: I love how we say it again because it's like, yeah, well, they've done this before. And they just hang and out anyway.
0: Yeah, it was so pointless splitting them up before. Like, they just kept showing up on each other's shows. So what was the point in that whole heartbreaking, oh, my God, New Day are broken up.
1: You know, it lasted all of an hour and a half. So you know, you got your you know you got your fucking um, you got your segment out of the way, and then the next day they're like, "What the fuck? Why are you guys here?" I yeah. was sad over you. Now I'm fucking like sick of you.
0: Um, so I just realized I have to make a slight alteration to my bold prediction because Bianca also got drafted to Raw, which means she now has to take the title from Becky at Crown Jewel, and then pin Charlotte at Survivor Series, which I absolutely see happening.
1: It's doable. It's totally doable.
0: I mean, Sasha's definitely not winning the title at Crown Jewel because she's on SmackDown now. So why would she win the Raw Women's title the day before the draft officially takes effect? Mm-hmm. Stupid booking. We... Stupid. Oh, and also, why am I calling it Crown Jewel? Blood Money 5. There you go. Blood Money 5. Because the uh, blood money run deep. Now, I, it may be just me, but I kind of got a vibe that Becky wasn't trying to be a heel on Raw. She was kind of pandering to the crowd that, like, is, it, is she just turned face now because she's on Raw?
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you. I was, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I felt like she was a heel. She got the heel, um, I don't want to say he, but she got the heel attention... All that jazz And then all of a sudden she shows up And it's just, what, I'm flip flop now Because I'm on Raw Because my hair matches the brand Get the fuck out of here <laughs> No, I mean, I, I just I don't get it It's like, if you want these motherfuckers To be face or heel Then make them face or heel But c- fucking keep them that way consistent. You know what I mean? I understand that you probably didn't want Becky To be fucking a, a, a heel But guess what, pal? That's how she came back And you should fuck. you need to roll with that shit. You know, you're going to fucking go ahead and just start flip-flopping around, and she's going to end up like the big show and have 40 fucking turns before the end of the night.
0: And the thing is, she's still over with the crowd, so, you know, she's doing this heel shit, and people are still cheering for her. Exactly. And then it doesn't help when she starts pandering to them. Hmm. What is that old saying, the double-edged sword? Yes. I mean, it's very difficult to be a heel when you're standing in the ring with Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah, God. She just makes everybody mad.
1: <laughs> everybody.
0: Uh, who? Another woman that changed Brands, Shayna Baszler, is now on SmackDown. Has um, she even done a damn thing? I mean, recently, she's been breaking people's arms. Okay, well... Then specifically, Nia and Eva Marie. Then I'm about it. Yeah. So, but, um... Uh, yeah. And then the weird thing they did this week was... Let's kind of begin a feud between Shayna and Dewdrop, even though Dewdrop is on Raw. Oh, my God, I fucking hate the name. Yeah, Piper. Piper Niven. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Piper <laughs> <laughs> fucking
1: Niven. I just noticed goddamn Alpha Academy got moved to Raw. Do not yeah. tell me that fucking Steveson's going to join these nerds. And I love both fucking Otis and Chad Gable, but right now they're fucking nerds. Oh, he's gonna I don't gonna know join. why in the world you would cut off that glorious hair and beard that Otis had. You're fucking killing me with that shiz, and and Gabe and Chad Gable was fucking just. This guy is like, you know, he's holding back. Every time you see him, you know he's not going all the way because he fucking, you know, it's not like he's not allowed to turn it all the way on in this company. I said it, like, a a year and a half ago. If this guy were to fucking just leave, just fucking leave, and go work anywhere else, indies for all I fucking care, he'd get over and show off how badass of a fucking worker he really is. Like, he is fucking damn good, and he's held back in this dumbass company. Like... Don't let fucking AEW get their hands on him. I mean, I'm not trying to be the AEW fucking preacher over here. I, I think Chad Gable can, I swear to God, and I mean this when I say this, can go to any company, the big companies, the little companies, and make big money. Big money. This is how good this guy is. He's got the ultimate baby face. He was a legit Olympian the whole nine. He can go. He can fucking go. Imagine a match with, like, Oh my god, I'm already fucking salivating at the idea But like, him and fucking Jonathan Gresham Or him and fucking Brian Danielson Who's another fucking Fucking put the motherfucking dude on American Top Team You know what I mean? Like, just fucking He would kill anywhere else He would kill anywhere else And he's Stucky Don't ruin Gabe Steveson, you fucks
0: No, he's, he's definitely gonna join American Alpha.
1: Yeah, he's got to. I'm like, I'm looking, and
0: there's nothing else he can do. He's an Olympian. He's kind of joining the Olympian team.
1: Unless he wants to be fucking Keith Bearcat Lee,
0: for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> he's a Bearcat. Uh, I know, I know. Should have been a Bear Shark. Okay, uh, the bark. Um. Who else got drafted? MVP got drafted, even though we don't fucking wrestle. What the fuck? MVP? (laughs) MVP? (laughs) (laughs) Look, we're going to draft the manager. I beg your pardon?
1: Yeah, you heard me. (laughs) MVP is like oh, sitting and catering. You want me to do what? Okay. Like, yeah, get your ass up, pal. All right, here I go to the back. Surely he's a, he's a
0: package deal with um, Lashley. That's like drafting Paul Heyman. He's got to be. He's got to be. I, don't I mean, I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Uh, I do see a mistake in the draft, and that's drafting both Rey Mysterio and Dominic to Raw. They need splitting up. Because Dominic mm-hmm. ain't going nowhere while he's still living in his daddy's little shadow. You're not wrong. He is living
1: in dad's shadow for goddamn sure. For goddamn sure. Oh, man. I already read that he's already planning on being um, fucking uh, Rey Mysterio 3. Oh. Kid, you can't. That, that, that's not how this fucking works, man. That's not, that's not how wrestling works, pal. Unless you plan to leave WWE and go to Mexico and rebrand yourself, don't you? You can't do what you're wanting to do.
0: Yeah. Plus, we already seen your face.
1: Hey, that's the fucking point. That is a hundred percent the point. You know, we can't. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna end up being, you know, Rey Mysterio three and wear a mask and did it." No, it doesn't work that way. You know, your dad didn't have fucking a choice. Like, they decided he thought he could be cool, quote-unquote, by taking his mask off and, you know, having a goddamn 11-year-old running around out there. But I said, that's that was fucking back then, and it was terrible then. And it's going to be even worse now, and you try to put a fucking mask on. <laughs> Should not, like, the only, like I said, I, I kid you not, the only way you can get away with something that dumb is leave this company Go to the fucking Mexico and rebrand yourself. Yeah. The only way it'll work.
0: There's also these rumors that Dominic's gonna turn heel and unmask Ray like we haven't seen his face 30 fucking I times. Say,
1: you see his fucking face all the time on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> all the fucking time. I'm like, bro, you don't even care anymore. Don't even care.
0: Uh um who else we well the tag team champions stayed on their brands. Uh obviously you're not gonna split the Usos up from Roman. No. Uh SmackDown also drafted Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Happy Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Terribly ridiculous. Uh and then another dumb move, they also kept Edge and Rollins on the same brand. They both drafted to Raw. Oh, you mean? <laughs> so we're gonna keep this feud going, but it's fresh because it's on a different show, right? Okay,
1: as long as Ed stops call, you know, calling fucking goddamn uh the god uh, fucking revival. Okay, FTR, stop calling FTR by their goddamn real names. Okay, we know who we know who you meant when you were calling fucking Daniel and David. Okay, you fucks. I don't need any more goddamn segments. You hollering at the phone. Don't go to the house. Seth is there. What the fuck is Seth gonna do to Beth? Fe- what the fuck is Seth gonna do to Beth fucking Phoenix, pal? <laughs> okay? Do you not know who the fuck your wife is? I seen her beat men, like, with the ease, bud. And not just fucking Santino.
0: And they were twice the size of Rollins.
1: Boys! <laughs> Alright? <laughs> if I'm you, I'm waiting for your wife, and then I'm going to the house. I'm not fucking calling in back up the fuck. And then them goddamn fucking Dash and, or Dax and Cash go on fucking Twitter. I would be
0: there to beat that motherfucking ass or whatever the fuck they said. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, playing into it. The segment needed elevating like Seth's got a gun.
1: Right? Thank you. Just fucking just say he's got a gun. Just come <laughs> on. Let's play the 90s role here. I mean, if you guys are willing to sign every goddamn fucking talent from back then, you might as well fucking do the segments.
0: Ah. <sighs> and And then some douche, which I'm guessing is Bruce Pritchard, decided for the bump to ask of all people, fucking Sonia Deville, about this incident, oh, how do you feel about this home invasion angle? Are you fucking kidding me like <laughs> yeah
1: let's ask let's ask the one lady oh. that fucking damn near left the company because of her legitimate real life crap going on of her fucking goddamn stalker in her house like. What the f- and then on top yeah on top of that on a motherfucking youtube show pal like <laughs> These motherfucker's have no low they no. have no low no like do you not feel ashamed no really it's just a question no motherfucker it's not in certain situations things are not just as easy as cut and dry that's not just a fucking question to her That's
0: fucked the fuck up, man. Yeah. It's just a TV show. Yeah, but you specifically asked somebody who has nothing to do with this angle and who has had Mm -hmm. an incident like that in real life very recently and very publicly.
1: Again, it would have made sense if you asked Beth herself. Oh, yeah, when he (laughs) called me. You know, okay, fine. That makes sense. You know, she gives her whole explanation. She's a fucking NXT commentator. You know, you can get her on the fucking line. You're going to ask goddamn Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville didn't even draft either one of these fucks. So, (laughs) like, how do you feel about home invasion? (laughs) I just would have
0: fucking stared at
1: him. How the fuck do you think I feel, pal?
0: (laughs) Just look at the cameraman and leave that shit in. It's like just randomly asking Jimmy Uso, so how do you feel about this drinking, driving thing we got going on with Jeff Hardy?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, you you guys ever thought of a bad, you know, drinking and driving angle? (laughs) He's just like, I beg your pardon. Yeah, I think it's kind of bad. Yeah, we're going to run with it.
0: So oh, stupid. Shameless is about
1: WWE are. Oh, that is that is the perfect way of saying it. Shameless 100%. Hell, they're fucking fans. Have you seen how bitter these fucking fans are? Every day. Death threats. Why in the fuck are you... Sending death threats to a man for leaving the company and going to to AEW to pursue what he loves. To be a pro wrestler, not a sports entertainer. His life did not want to be surrounded by promos and bullshit ending matches. He wants to go and he wants to do what he loves, which is literally kick the shit out of anybody. And he's doing it and people don't mind it.
0: And Hell he, it's getting over He also left on good terms And has said nothing but good things about WWE Since he left
1: And then, Yeah exactly This guy fucking He went on and like even apologized Because he knew it wasn't going to make the AEW fans happy But he wanted to thank WWE for his time Because he really truly enjoyed it there And you want his fucking kid to die Like get to like I want to know who these fucking people are That send this shit and I want to fucking stretch them I want to fucking put him in a cat mutilator. later. I want to fucking do all kinds of stupid shit like that because this is fucking, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. This is fucking, this is a goddamn professional grown man who moved companies. If my goddamn favorite barista left fucking Starbucks and went to Duncan, would I fucking like send uh, fucking, send him death threats?
0: How dare you go to the competition?
1: <laughs> no, what the fuck? He probably making more money. Go make your bread, homie. How how dare you
0: get paid to wrestle?
1: You son of a bitch. How dare you make money? How dare you have enjoyment with this? You're here for my entertainment, sir, not yours. No, fuck you. God damn, that, that literally chaps my ass and makes me, like... That's one of those things that, like, when you hear shit like that, you kind of feel a little embarrassed to be a fucking wrestling fan. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, do not lump me in there with them. Do not lump me in there with these guys. Oh, well they want to no 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 no. no. I'm not that guy. Oh, but these guys and it's it, and it's one of those it's a black eye on the the fan base of professional wrestling. It's because sk- you guys want to act stupid. This is how it looks. I mean in pro sports, like in football and baseball and basketball, that shit, certain fans are extra die hard for no reason. They fight in the stadiums for no reason. It's mainly alcohol, you know, provided. But it, 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 you know what I mean. The whole point is heated. It, 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 shit gets heated. But I've never seen like NFL players get fucking death threats for leaving a team, except for maybe Tom Brady. But <laughs> I can't. I don't really want to explain that one.
0: Is <laughs> Skid Row of professional Skid Row Skidmark of professional wrestling. There you go.
1: Skidmark Pro Wrestling is unfortunately a, a majority of
0: WWE fans.
1: Yeah. Whether they want to believe it or not.
0: Oh, they'll they'll fight you over it. They won't they won't <laughs> believe it.
1: That's, <laughs> that's you, you just being a mark. That's eighty percent of the issue.
0: A-W it's mark. like,
1: yeah, dude, I'm trying yes, I'm being a mark. You can <laughs> you can tell them that to you Blue the Face. I'm absolutely being a mark because I'm excited for what's going on for this guy and you're bitter at him. And the it amount. need W more, both Even if I want, like, prime example, and I hate saying it like this because it's, it's. I feel like people are like the second they, I, they hear the words "my wife," they think that she's like standing right next to me in a fucking wrestling shirt. <laughs> my wife found out or knows about wrestling because her parents watched the Attitude Era, and she likes fucking bullshit television, aka total divas, total bellas, all that shit. So she knows of wrestling via those. Outlets And only those outlets It wasn't until She met this fucker And I'm pointing <laughs> at myself You know Seven About seven years ago Where she actually started to realize Holy crap Wrestling is still really a thing So when she sees somebody Who is obviously unhappy And it would say it On other fucking platforms Paid for by the WWE That he's unhappy And he goes, and this guy can't fucking stop smiling, and looks like he's having way better matches. She fucking notices the difference. Jesus, fucking Daniel looks really happy. His hair looks weird, but he looks really happy. And then she would walk by. Did he really kick the fuck out of that guy like that? Yeah, he did. (laughs) And that was that would be like my favorite part. She's like, "Why did he never do that in WWE?" I said, "It's not safe." And I think like Rob like spoke up and was like. Oh, it's plenty safe. And she's like, it did sound safe, but it, it's of, <laughs> again, it's one of those things where if you know people that can work like that, it's fine. And in WWE, there's not a lot of guys that are gonna willing that are willing to work stiff unless you want to work like the same five guys over again. And that's probably fucking Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and. Who fucking Drew? Probably the only five guys that you can actually go hard with. Maybe Roman yeah. and Biggie, but I don't even know.
0: The ones that very rarely get let loose, and then the only ones that you do get to see are the ones that were brought up through the system who don't know that style.
1: Hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's <sighs> stop being bad fucking human beings because people are out here making their money.
0: You know who I see mention AEW more than anybody else is WWE fans. When it's, it's completely it's, irrelevant.
1: It's because they want to say that it's like, oh, well, you guys are pushing the What is it? They're pushing the narrative. They're pushing the narrative. It's like what like how WC like dude, NWA and WWF have been like longtime rivals for forever. When de, when the NWA turned into the WCW, it did not make it a brand new motherfucking company. It remained the same company. So there was still that constant competition, you know, then the Monday Night Wars happened. Guess what? More constant competition. This is different. This didn't happen like this. Everybody wants to take this as it's a competition because a bunch of the WWE roster has left and gone to AEW. Not fucking true at all. Not true at all. I think the number is stands at like 19 if not 20 guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's 19. 19 of the 80 plus WWE superstars that have been released have signed with AEW less than 25% of the people that have been cut from WWE have signed with fucking AEW less than 25% okay that's and it's but, but, but no they all go
0: there I hate people and I, I just hate that it gets questioned like yeah okay there's a couple there's maybe like a dozen guys and they've all gone from WWE to AEW. But ask yourself why so many do. It's not for the money, because they were getting money in WWE.
1: Exactly. And TK even says it too. He's like, I don't pay anybody much. I mean, I'm sure he pays them a little better. But I'm sure it's not a bunch more better. I'm sure he's not out here giving the Hogan deal to everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, come on over. I got fucking, uh, well, how much money are we are going to give you? Like, two million a fucking year? No, no that's not... <laughs> It's not what's happening here. These guys are leaving half for the enjoyment of what they do and half of, oh, well, this guy's going to pay me and not judge me.
0: Yeah, and it's probably on even scale or even maybe just a little bit less than what WWE were paying. Yeah.
1: if Anything, maybe a little less, but they already know that their merch money is going to go through the roof.
0: Yeah. Bonuses. That too. And more importantly, they get to wrestle really
1: wrestle be a professional wrestler be like enjoy their craft
0: god what a concept Then um danielson also say nobody has handed him a single piece of paper since he came to aw oh what a great line when he said
1: that but it's fucking true it's fucking true i mean that's the great thing about these promos And that's why there are stumbles and bumbles, but it fucking because it makes it feel more fucking real. Like Jericho last night, stumbling and bumbling around. Like I'm sure fucking Dan Lambert wasn't meant to get the last word in either. But I mean, that's the glorious thing about having live microphones. And even the guys back in the Attitude Area will tell you the same fucking thing. It was different when it was a live microphone. You made or broke yourself on that motherfucking microphone. And, and so imagine now with how promo-heavy WWE is. How many of these guys would sink or swim doing promos on their own? Oh. Like, I'm looking at the fucking draft-like picture right now, and there's two guys that would drown doing promos. And I'm staring right at them, and it's fucking one's a, one's a former world champion, the other one's a fucking current U.S. champion. That's Damian Priest and fucking Bobby Lashley. These guys would drown. If you just handed them a microphone and said, cut a promo, they'd drown. Bobby Lashley's always needed a mouthpiece. Roman, he's fine. Like, like, like guys like that, they'd be fine. But like Finn would be okay, AJ would be okay. But then imagine a Gable Stevenson cutting a fucking live promo. Imagine a. Uh, here's another one here. Uh, Austin Theory. Cutting a fucking basic ass fucking promo all by his lonesome Analia cutting a promo by herself. These things would be the hottest of hot garbage. The hottest. Anaya Jacks, like, fucking unscripted promo. She would be the worst. Our tr- I'm over here just going down names. R-Truth would be hilarious. Just, just oh, yeah. give this guy a live microphone for fuck's sake. Truth, Walk truth away. From- Kill it. Truth gets it. Just different dynamics, you know what I mean? Different dynamics. Half oh, yeah. of this roster could would sink, would absolutely sink if they hit the indie scene. And I'm not just meaning AEW. I mean, if they, if they hit the motherfucking indie scene, they would sink because they can't hang without their style, and they can't hang without
0: their fucking scripts. And can't do it. A lot of them scripts is all they've known.
1: Most of them, yeah. Most of them have known just scripts, and that's it. And it's and it's. I would not mind the scripts if they were like bullet points. If you yeah. got handed a piece of paper, it had ten or ten or twelve bullet points, or you know, eight or nine bullet points. Yeah, that's and fine. And that's that. These guys are handed four or five pieces, pages of legitimate motherfucking lines, like they're gonna go on to the fucking young and the restless. Like, they're they're on the next episode of Children's Hospital. You know what I'm saying? This is not a month. Like, let them be them to a point. I'm sure Roman has some partial freedom. Yeah. But I don't think there's really anybody that's got Mike freedom. They're all handed a piece of paper. I'm sure even Edge is handed pieces of paper.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's not even like you're getting handed a script to learn to shoot. You're getting handed a script to learn to cut live. One mm-hmm. shot, one take.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a, like I said, this isn't take it and spin it. This is this is what you, we want you to say.
0: They must have and loved the, you... uh, the performance center era where they had no crowd. They could do takes. They could do promos as many times as they had to.
1: I've always said that the best promos are the ones in front of the boys. Mm-hmm. If you, If you can't pop the boys on your promos, do it again. I'll have fucking 15, 20 students who are, you know, on rest break or whatever. Hell, do it in the middle of training. Do it while guys are bumping. I mean, you get the fucking facility is that goddamn big. You have an audience of 20 fucking wrestlers. You have a guy go up there. He's, you got 45 seconds to cut a promo. In that 45 seconds, you're either going to garner a quiet reaction or everybody's going to, like, clap and react. And if you don't get a reaction, do it again. Go in the back, give yourself a couple of minutes, come back out, do it again. Until you can pop the boys, you don't get a mic in your fucking hand. Because that's honestly what it is. If you can pop the boys, you're going to pop the fans. It's it's that simple. It really is. I, I mean, I think if BTE is any fucking is any source of judgment when it comes to how the boys react, If you can pop the boys, you can get over. That's it. The boys are just just fans that actually get to work. That's all they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is why I love the part of CM Punk's DVD where he's talking about promos and somebody hands him a piece of paper. Here's your promo, Mr. Punk. Oh, thanks. And just rips it up in his face. It's great. (laughs) Fucking great. (laughs) And Punk's just like, I know he was just doing a job, but I was making a point.
1: Yeah, right. Like I don't want to do this shit. Like don't <laughs> hand me this crap. I'd but be Punk, fucking cut a promo. This is professional wrestling.
0: Punk also made a point of you know if you want to write my promo, come and find me and we'll work on it together. Don't put That's, words yeah, in my mouth. Okay. I like. I don't. I don't hate that idea.
1: I'm still not all for one for writing them down, but hey, I would much rather you make it. Make me allow me to help it sound like me, than you just tell me this is what I need you to say. Yeah. Help me the fuck out, right.
0: here. Who knows this character better than you yourself? Yeah, right? How
1: is some writer going to know who the fuck I am? Oh, you came from the soap operas you did? You know who the fuck I is?
0: No? Okay. <laughs> no, one of the 30 writers on the team that know, seem to know jack shit about wrestling. Again, like I say, we
1: I, I don't mean to harp on the poor lady, but we're yeah. talking about writers that don't know shit. She didn't. She was fucking Bobby, Bobby Ashley. You know, they're the Hurt Business. They're cool black guys, for fuck's sake. Like, I mean, this is the stuff we're talking. This is this is what we mean by, like, this is... I wouldn't give a shit. I mean, I think I would care. I wouldn't say I, don't, I wouldn't give a shit. I probably would care a lot less if it was, like, wrestlers writing promos.
0: Yeah, would but, you th- want that what? lady
1: writing your promo? No! I don't <laughs> want her fucking writing me a fucking note. Are you kidding me? Like, she's probably going to misspell my name. You know, I... So you're going to think I'm a cool guy When I'm not supposed to be a cool guy I don't fucking know <laughs> yeah.
0: No so, I don't
1: Like it, that's annoying so
0: You what's don't know shit about I'm biz. here and I'm cool
1: No That's dumb Because <laughs> you don't know shit about the biz Like that's Ugh. And don't give me like the like I would love to be the a fucking fly on the wall for those interviews. I guarantee you every single one of those people that interviewed be like, oh, yeah, well, my parents watched the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah, I kind of watched during the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah, I've heard about the guys from the Attitude Era.
0: I know who Hulk Hogan is.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, The Rock, you mean Dwayne Johnson? If they ever say that in a fucking interview, you don't walk out. Just walk the fuck out. If you ask them who The Rock is and they said, oh, yeah, I know who Dwayne Johnson
0: is. Get out. Wait, what? Dwayne Johnson needs to be a wrestler? Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. If you can't can't say he is the rock at
1: all times here, then you don't belong here. The second you say Dwayne and not like Dewey, like how the New Day loves to make fun of him, like, get the fuck out.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll even accept Rocky. Eh, Yeah, okay. Rocky
1: Maivia. Yeah, I'm about to say if you can remember that, then yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you props. A lot, of, a lot of people remember Rocky Maivia. Oh yeah, you're old which school. Is with, if you remember Maivia? No, you're 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 legit if you know about Rocky Maivia because that's that's <laughs> who the real fan. The real fans know that Rock, the Rock wasn't the Rock. He didn't show up and become the Rock. He was this fucking curly-haired dweeb in this fucking in weird blue outfit. Who the tassels like a son of a bitch <laughs> who I swear to God, when I saw him, I thought he was fucking um, Prince Ikea. And I was like, who the fuck is this Rocky Maivia fuck? And I think like in his first match, he won an IC belt. Or something like that. Like, I couldn't he won it pretty like, the quickly. The first match I saw him in, I think it was a pay-per-view and he won a title.
0: I mean, he was definitely in a feud for the title by the time SummerSlam rolled around. Something like, okay. Maybe it was. Like, it, was, it, was w- it was way under a year, anyway.
1: Mm, okay, I could, but I just remember something or another, and it was like right at the time where it was like every now and again you would see like Nitro doing the same exact thing, and it was right around the time where Rocky Maya V, I want to say it was right when he won the IC belt, and then slowly transformed into the Rock. But what like right after he won that, Prince Ak won the TV belt. Yeah. I was like, "Uh huh, you motherfuckers trying to play it like the same shit," and then here comes the Rock, and Prince like, "It's not the Rock." (laughs) He remained the same guy. (laughs) I think it was even. We had
0: Hoovy, who was he? he Thought he was the Rock. It was even faster than that because he debuted at Survivor Series '96. Uh, He was defending champion going into WrestleMania. Oh, that's right. There you go. Damn! What a fucking transition. Yeah, considering he had, he openly admits himself he was green as goose shit in that debut. Oh, yeah. Like a motherfucker he was. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find out when he won a title now because yeah, very early into 97, he was feuding. He was intercontinental champion, uh, feuding with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That sounds right. Okay, it was between the Rumble and WrestleMania anyway. Because Hunter was champ at the Rumble. And Rocky was champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. He, let's see. He, da, 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 da.
1: Something about WrestleMania 13 against the Sultan. Oh, God. The yeah. Sultan. Yikes. It. He lost the belt to Owen Hart on an episode of Raw in 97. And then that's when the Maya Villa thing, yeah, it
0: turned heel. And that's when the Nation of Domination started with 97. Crap. Yeah, what were we saying about this week in wrestling history?
1: <laughs> right? Oh, actually, you know what? Funny thing about this week in wrestling history. Are you ready for this one?
0: All right, let's get some.
1: There's a Raw Nitro from 1996. That's reviewed by your Boy in Retro Rewind. So October the 7th, 1996, actually... Um, if I miss, if I'm not mistaken, wrestler of the week ended up being Chris Benoit voted on by those who, uh, listen to retro rewind. And the greatest thing is, is I click on this lovely thing. I don't, <laughs> I think this is a goddamn Dave melter rating on this fucking page, but I'm going through the matches and, and, uh, really quickly. It was, uh, like some, some squashes, some pretty good. Jeff Jarrett had just slowly made his day. De- I believe this was his debut match. On this one But you had uh, You know Booker T Stevie Ray Harlem Heat Against um Public Enemy They just kind of Fought all over the place uh, DDP Beat Jim Powers Some big Muscled up geek From the power plant Uh Glacier Showing up Kicking people I really want to say This was also his debut too Kicking this guy Named Mike Wiener His name is Mike Wiener But I'm going to call him Mike Wiener And that's what I said The whole fucking review Um Arn Anderson or Glock Anderson, if you will Prior to his Glock Anderson days Beat the crap out of some nerd named Rampage And it was glorious And then, yeah, Rick Steiner and Chris Benoit Had a banger as a main event Because, like, they had, like, a lockup And fucking Nick Patrick got bumped the week before So they had to do a rematch And Dave Meltzer gave it a three and a half Because he saw that I gave it a three and a half That's why I don't know. I don't know how true that is. I don't. I don't weed ratings from back then, especially on fucking Raw Nitro shows. So, but I'm like, I decided when I seen that, I was like, oh, I totally reviewed that, and I I brought up my own notes for episode fifty six, and it's like in giant highlighted letters, uh, fucking Rick Steiner is the or no Rick Steiner, that's who won fucking Wrestle of the Week. I was like, he's in big ass bold letters. Then I was like, oh, what I wonder what I rated that match three and a half. I was like, oh, geez, <laughs> what do you, what do you know. Me and Dave, we get
0: each other. Today, actually, in wrestling history, we had the weirdest fucking pay-per-view I've ever seen involving the WWE Championship. Uh, Uh,
1: Is this from fucking No Mercy 07? Yes, it is. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) It it was defended three times. So, Triple H defeats Randy in the opening match. Midway through the show, Triple H defends against Umaga. And then in the main event, the last man standing, Randy Orton wins it back from Triple H.
1: Yeah, really dumb. Really weird. Also, just because I gotta do it, happy birthday to Aiden
0: English. Oh, happy birthday to the drama king. To the drama king. Oh, and Rhino. Rhino's birthday too. Rhino's birthday too. It's it's birthday week in Impact. Really is. Uh, yeah. One one really one other nice. thing about No Mercy that you're gonna love. It's a three hour pay per view. They got eight matches, and a total amount of wrestling time was one hour twenty two. What the fuck that's, that's less than half the show.
1: I was just gonna say like,
0: what the fuck? That's so like disappointing. The fuck that they do for the rest of the show. I need to watch it now.
1: My guess is super, super, super long um video packages.
0: Well and plus we also had around the Orton entrance twice. Tw- twice.
1: Um. Okay, another fine thing Uh. Beside Okay, so the Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary celebration Last year, October the 7th Oh, yeah And another cool one Because it looked cool to me when I seen it Is the Smackdown 15th anniversary taping From 2014 Huh A lot went down on fucking October the 7th back in the day
0: No mercy used to be a wild pay-per-view God, uh, the good old days. Yeah. So this is a nice segue. There's another birthday this week. Uh, and that's to the Hangman number two.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Roy Staggs. Ring a bell. Huh? I don't know. Is I, that what they named I, their kid? I, I just saw Hangman number two. So there was a, there, he was also in a tag team. The Hangman with Hangman number one. Hangman number one was uh, Ivan Labelle. I'm guessing this is an NWA thing. You see how much you learn, people? But, uh, yeah. Speaking of Hangman. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know this guy. Who, Roy Staggs? No, it's fucking Jane LaBelle. Oh, Hangman
1: number one. It's the godfather of grappling. Who the fuck? Why, why does this name sound so goddamn familiar? What in the fuck? W- I'm sorry. I'm. Um. Oh, this is the dude that trained fucking Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, and fucking Ronda Rousey.
0: Yeah, he's uh. Very. He was trained by Ed Lewis. Yeah, Ed he's uh, Lewis. Holy de-
1: fuck, I knew this guy looked man familiar.
0: He's a 10th degree in judo, 9th degree in jujitsu 10th degree in budokai.
1: Oh, shit. This is a bad motherfucker, boy. <laughs> God damn. God damn. That's right, he was the fight choreographer for Red Belt. That's the other way I knew him. That's where I first heard about this fucking guy. If you haven't seen the movie Red Belt with uh um, God, I'm Terry. I'm gonna butcher his goddamn name. Um Holy shit. I couldn't pronounce his fucking name to save my life. Um Uh She she I I can't say it. The guy's <laughs> motherfucking name was Mike Terry in the, sh- in the in the in the movie, I'll tell you
0: that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking Mike at Terry it now. Uh Goko Chivichan. Sure. Notable students, as you said. Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris. Ronda Rousey, Roddy Piper, bad, oh, right. bad motherfucker. Oh, Roddy Piper. Get in there, Piper. <laughs> My guy. And he was trained by Ed the Strangler Lewis. Yeah, that's that's legit right there, baby. This is... Why is, this, why is he not more famous in wrestling? It's a bad motherfucker. I, I was just going to say, like, come on. He was a catch
1: wrestler to the finest of degree. And then he went to fucking Japan. To go train in judo.
0: That's This is what I'm talking about right here. And this this is exactly why we're bringing back this week in wrestling history. Because these are some great factoids that we discover ourselves. Oh, this dude
1: had beef with Steven Seagal.
0: Jeez, it just gets better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had beef with Seagal. He's going to beat the shit out of Steven Seagal if he don't sit his fat ass down somewhere. God damn, I love you know, this he's, segment.
0: He's 88 and I would still put him in the next Expendables movie.
1: Oh, absolutely! You kidding me? <laughs> this guy would kill.
0: No, oh, he retired in 1980.
1: Ah, uh, it's bullshit. Ah, uh, he'd still kick your ass.
0: Yeah, he fucking debuted in 1955. I think we were robbed that he. Wow. Uh, well, maybe we were. I don't know about it. Has he ever wrestled friggin' Suzuki? Oh, because if he hasn't, oh. I want to see it in like a I dream need match. To see it. That's an immediate
1: fucking dream match. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy's got an old ass. How the fuck your old ass got an MMA record? Oh, because that shit. How the fu- This motherfucker had the first mixed martial arts match back in 1963 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Went four rounds with some dude named Milo Savage. Choked him the fuck out. Oh, my God. NWA Americans Tag, cha- tag Team Champions. He was oh, he's obviously a part of Cauliflower Alley, obviously. Mm. NWA Hawaii
0: Heavyweight Champion. Wow. And then uh, we're gonna turn this into Dark Side of the Ring because he was then arrested in '76 for murdering a private investigator. Hey, don't piss him off. What the fuck? <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Dark Side.
1: He probably that motherfucker probably deserved it. Are you kidding me? You gonna fuck with the motherfucker? I'm be training goddamn Steven Seagal, yeah. Bruce Lee.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it gets better. He was acquitted of the murder charge, but convicted as an accessory for driving the convicted murderer uh, to and from the murder scene.
1: So he's a wheel man. The he was a man. wheel man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not messing with that wheel man either. <laughs>
0: Jeez. You're,
1: just, you're trying to make him sound soft, and he's still gonna kick your ass. Like, hey, hey, Vice, are you listening? We can do. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. It's the old man that's gonna beat your ass.
0: Somebody get me vice on the phone. Oh
1: they're they're missing God. a great
0: episode right here. Right, this <laughs>
1: this this guy's gold.
0: Oh. Fucking shit. So what do you know about this guy? He knows all mixed martial arts. He trained the greatest mixed martial artists of all time and he helped somebody kill somebody.
1: Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly,
0: Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He did get a. He, he did get it overturned with an appeal.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Jeez. This guy and Glock Anderson would make the greatest team I've ever seen. Yeah. So also apparently he was the inspiration for Brad Pitt's character in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which makes sense. Oh. There is oh, also a fight that scene. Oh my God. There's also a fight scene with Brad Pitt's character and Bruce Lee.
1: And he beats the shit out of Bruce
0: Lee. <laughs> See, now it makes sense. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, like I said, what a fucking segment. Jesus.
0: Um, This week's Wrestle of the Week, Gene LaBelle. The greatest artist
1: of all time. <laughs> of all fucking time. Wow.
0: Yeah, he's definitely wrestled a week, and he ain't even been wrestling anymore. He hasn't wrestled for like forty years, and he's wrestled a wrestler oh, of the yeah, week. Oh yeah,
1: no, he's this fucking guy. <laughs> I don't, you get no argument out of me. Jeez. This fucking like wrestler of the decade.
0: Uh, that was that was literally supposed to be just a nice smooth segue into AEW. It
1: was though, but, but goddamn, when you come across somebody as badass, as fucking G LeBeau. <laughs> You can't help but take notice. Like, oh my god. He swore to god we stumbled on Chuck Norris.
0: Nope, he's better. What the fuck? Yeah, we just happened to stumble on the guy that trained Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee (laughs) and Ronda Rousey.
1: That was a total accident.
0: (laughs) He's Yeah, one professional MMA match, and he's won.
1: The first professional MMA match from what I can tell. Cause I don't, I've never. I've,
0: wow, the sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Well then, uh, smoothly segueing into AEW. <laughs> um, the other hangman that I was going to talk about was the obviously the worst kept secret in wrestling this week that he was going to be the Joker in the uh, Casino Ladder Match. No, but but you say worst kept secret. <laughs> but I didn't hear no spoilers. This was just the
1: ultimate speculation. Yeah. I kept we knew the guy had to come back sooner rather than later maternity leave is does not go that long i'm so sorry i that, that i'm apologizing right now if that applies oh, I to know. anybody but it's one of those things where it, it's 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 for, especially for the man for the husband mm-hmm. or the the father if you will maternity leave for you does not last very long hell it doesn't last he got, very got more than, than long, 2 period. weeks though exactly so he had to he had to come back on to work and i think the idea like uh, him coming back during the whole, you know, uh, Grand Slam show was a good idea. It could have worked, but you know what, dude? Brody's wife and and Negative One played their part well, and that worked out. It helped getting the Dark Order back together, and now you got Hangman, who's legit on his own path. We don't know if him and the Dark Order are going to be a thing again. We won't know till next week, but we're legitimately finally going to put hopefully an end to what has been. Like a fucking two and a half year or about a two year long built thing going here or about a year, I should say, you know, former yeah. tag team champs, you know, now enemies finally gets a shot at the belt. Like it's going to be it's going to be great. And it's one of those things where I I can't not see hangman losing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, uh, I can't not see him winning is what I meant to say. Like I, him losing, I feel, is the ultimate detriment Unless it's like a heel thing, it turns into a turn, like he ends up getting screwed by the Dark Order rather than them helping, they they hurt him, and it turns into, you know, he goes heel, whatever. It's one of those things where if it's going to go negatively, he's got to go heel. But you're also telling me that if you're going to possibility to crown Hangman Page at your next giant pay-per-view, I'd fucking say run with it. Absolutely run with it those those pops were amazing oh yeah he went but ban- they went bananas this place erupted like i know that every time punk's theme hits i i can already tell that like you're going to get a big pop you're going to get people singing you know yeah. it's punk we haven't seen the guy in seven fucking years it's of course this is the the reaction you're going to garner but when hangman shows up and the place blows up he hits the fucking ring and literally 2 3 seconds into him hitting the ring every single person in there probably a couple guys on the ground are chanting cowboy shit like there was I, i'm surprised the commentators weren't saying anything that's how fucking <laughs> loud it was that everybody's saying fucking cowboy shit everybody like i said there was dudes in concessions chanting cowboy shit the 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 most popular motherfucker in this company has come back. And right now, that rocket is legit on his ass. But the problem is, is it going to be lit? That's my, that's where the question is. Oh, I, I, is. Is this Hangman's return to where he shows up and come November, he's the new AEW
0: world champion? Or is this just Hangman coming back? I think mean, based on those crowd reactions, that was AEW lighting the fuse because there was three big pops. There was one for the music hitting and him walking on stage. There was one for the clothesline, and there was one for him taking down the chip. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he, uh, if TK has
1: proven Sorry, one thing.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't mix up a clothesline and a lariat. There you
1: go. Totally <laughs> different. <laughs> but if TK has proven one thing. About his uh, his two year run. And how he likes to book. And how he likes to see things. He likes to listen to the fans. Yes. And if he knows the fans are leaning towards one way. He tends to give the fans what they want. Unless it's something he can give them. That he knows that they really want more. And right now I don't think there's anything. More that AEW fans want. Than a hangman world champion like there's there's uh, I'm really trying to think is there
0: anything yeah I don't I think... don't want
1: D-Brian the world title picture I don't want Punk in the world title
0: picture at least not yet I don't think so, Punk's yeah. interested in the title right now and I don't I I'm think Brian is happy to take a back seat and that's perfect
1: absolutely perfect I, because like if you think about it MJF has got to be the next guy up and if you you can't have MJF go up against Kenny Omega it's right. not going to work I mean, it can. These two guys can make it work. They're both that fucking good. But you're going to tell me that you're not going to, you're going to take the quote unquote stallion that the young stallion that AEW has all their chips in the basket with against the guy that rose so fast they couldn't ignore. But they knew they had a star in MJF. But now he's at the point where you can't deny this kid. You can try, you can hate him, you can whatever, but MJF is undeniable. He is and should be the number one contender after Hangman wins the belt, and then you get the ultimate Hangman MJF feud. It's you know MJF doesn't have to win, and the reality is is MJF is such a dastardly fucking heel. You could stretch the shit out of this because you would want to continue to see it. You could stretch the fuck out of this one. You could probably stretch it to the length of two pay-per-views if you really wanted to go that far. I mean, that maybe it's a little far-fetched, but I mean, Ow. if you build it right after um, Full Gear, and you can get, well, I think the next one after that would be All Out. Ah, uh, Revolution. Oh okay, yeah, I think it Revolution, and then yeah, by then, yeah, you can totally have something going. Like I guess it just it's Oh god, it's it's one of those things where I think a lot of like early AEW fans figured this would be like a W like a, a, a WWE. This would be like a world title match. Like at some point, maybe just we didn't think it'd be this fucking early. Like I knew Hangman was gonna be this over. I didn't think MJF would be this relevant
0: this and quickly. MJF would have plenty of ammunition. Oh, he's uh, got to get it. personal oh, with geez. Hangman. So
1: much, it's re- like. You thought he was getting personal with fucking Darby.
0: Jeez. <laughs> Wait till this guy gets a hold of fucking Hangman. Um, honestly, all four matches were lit on uh, the Dynamite second anniversary. Oh, fantastic show. We didn't even have any entrances. We, we opened the show with, like, everybody in the ring, and it was just a yep. crazy match with some big names, the Elite versus Jurassic Express, and uh, Danielson and Christian Cage. Cheers. Just- it was fucking PWG, man. Yeah. It was a PWG eight-man tag,
1: um, except like you never have seen Christian Cage in a PWG match, so, hey, <laughs> the, you know, there's that one oddball. So, But it was exactly that. It was so much fucking fun. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I hated the whole – I didn't hate the spot. I just thought it was kind of dumb, the whole uh, – they hit the Meltzer driver or the Indy taker uh, onto Christian, and he, like, lays flat and then counts to, like, four and then just starts having, like, a seizure – and I'm like, okay, you fuck. Like, we already know you're fine. <laughs> and like the doc's like, hey, don't beat up people. We're right here. And Nick's like, I don't give a shit. And fucking murders, goddamn Marco. And I was like, this is great. I love these fuckers. Freaking
0: Marco. Their goddamn fuzzy headbands. Marco, Marco's dunk really is AEW Spike Dudley. He really is though. He's <laughs> just getting killed just for the sake of getting
1: killed. But hey, dude, Spike got over big, so yeah, keep it going, kid.
0: Uh, Marco's over too, a little bit. <clears throat> He's over to the degree if yeah. you're hardcore enough. Maybe that's just over by association. Or whatever works. Yeah, I mean, we also got to see the debut of Bobby Fish, which
1: Bobby Fish coming in here. You know what? And I'm not. I don't mean to say it like this, but when that guy left NXT, he obviously looked like he was hurting. He looked like he was just out of shape. Like he kind of just didn't want yeah. to be there. He's had a lot of injuries, and, sh- and he shows up here healthy which is great because again the guy's in his 40s and he's in better shape he looks a little more leaner and he's in here kicking and punching and forearming the fuck out of sammy and i'm like i the second i seen him i'm like I i got a funny feeling he's gonna go right back to being a shooter like he was in ring of honor and then of course they had to play the goddamn red dragon theme which made me pop just alone i was like oh my god where's kyle not cool kyle where's real kyle
0: oh yeah where the fuck is kyle poor guy I need him. He he like stood out as like the first one to kind of break out from Undisputed Era and now he really he's left did. with nothing. It really sucks.
1: Like I Kyle is one of those is one of those guys where I've been watching him for god the better part of four or five years now. Like uh I caught a I caught Red Dragon in the juniors tournament and then the you know, the Juniors Tag Tournament, and then they would be in the World Tag turn, world tag League. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I saw Kyle O'Reilly's solo run and be Ring of Honor World Champ, and I think he won the Junior Belt at one point. No, I don't think he won the Junior Belt. I think it was the Junior Tag. But, um, like, he, he proved that he could be a world fucking champion. And he proved that he's uh, a lot better than people give him credit. Now, his promos aren't the greatest. But again, I I think I've said it a hundred times. Not everybody's a promo. They, everybody can work on promos. Not everybody's the kind of a promo. Yeah. And and just to see that he's Mr. Cool Kyle now is like, it, it's really kind of dumb. I don't really know what they're doing with him. I want to know when his contract is up. I know Johnny's is on his way up, and he's already starting to pull every fucking mention to of WWE off his Twitter. And we've seen that from everybody else, and they've left.
0: Yeah. So... It's, it's always a good sign. <laughs> Johnny's Johnny's leaving. Oh God! Johnny's, Johnny's had leaving. enough of this shit,
1: dude. When Johnny got, when Johnny motherfucking wrestling goes back to professional wrestling, wow! The heavens are gonna fucking open up, and this and he's gonna go right back to being the ultimate
0: motherfucking babyface. Yeah, just being so damn good. You guys remember then, the Johnny Gargano a feud with Champa? And,
1: and then, and if you really want to fucking get bananas, wait till they fucking release his wife. Oh my god, what a motherfucking worker! Fuck, like, dude, fuck this company and the way they're treating like so many of these. And I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it like this. Give me heat. These fucking indie darlings, okay? These, that's what That's what most of them were. They were indie darlings. Yes, New Japan and all this blah, 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 blah. But let's be real. You could not go to an indie show and you didn't hear an Adam Cole, a Young Bucks, a Kenny Omega, Kyle O'Reilly, a Bobby Fish. If you didn't hear those names, it's because they weren't big time. But guess what? All you did was hear their names because they're a big time. So these indie darlings are now going to go to a company that knows how to... Bless the indie darlings, a.k.a. allow the indie guys to continue to be professional wrestlers, not make them change their entire whole gimmick. They're just giving them a bigger, better platform to be them. And now, like, if you thought these guys couldn't get over on, like, for those nerds that said that guys like Kyle O'Reilly only got over it because he's in WWE, you're a fucking idiot. Like, get that guy in AEW, huge fucking star. Imagine, now the rules reversed real quick. Imagine Jungle Boy in NXT. Exactly. I hear crickets. It's bad. <laughs> it's fucking bad. It's just the aspect, the being able to work to your style really does go a long way. And right now, with, like I said, Johnny's going to leave. I'm hoping Gargoyle, Gar- I'm hoping, uh, 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 fucking uh, Kyle's going to leave. You know, I kind of want fucking Rick Steiner to leave, but he ain't going to leave. Fucking Braun Breaker, my man over there, he's he's got to do his thing. He can't be a Steiner, which fucking pisses me off. You not just make this guy a Steiner. Well, I mean, <sighs> anyway, but that's what I'm getting at. There's like just, just it's, it's the, the grass is greener on the other side, and Johnny's going to realize that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I still haven't seen another episode of 2.0 since the first one, so Mm. all I know is they're pushing Breaker. Hell, I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up beating Ciampa at this pay-per-view.
1: Probably. If, you know what, and I'll say it, I don't know how much I'm going to stick to it, but I'll try my damnedest. If this guy wins the belt, I'll start watching. If 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 Braun Breaker can come in and Rick Steiner his way to a world championship, I will start watching. That's all I need. I love Tomasa Ciampa I love Tomasa Ciampa Another fucking guy that needs to get goddamn released. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, let fuck. Let please let him fucking go. <laughs> please. <laughs> like I thought I was giddy about getting Aleister Black. Dude, give me fucking Tomasa Ciampa Oh my lord The fucking fantasticness That would happen in every fucking company Oy oh. Hell him and fucking Him and O'Reilly can go to Impact Oh my god Ah <laughs> uh, The fucking possibilities Fucking possibilities
0: Yeah well I mean speaking of Impact um, Bray Wyndham, Whatever the fuck you want to call him His future is just all over the place Like nobody seems to know what the fuck's going on Uh
1: I heard now. I, again, I, I take I take everything Dave says with a lot with a with a not everybody likes to say the grain of salt. I like to say with a shot of tequila. It's more <laughs> it, it, it's more Mexican. So with everything Dave says, I tend to take a shot of tequila, not literally but uh, figuratively. And he oh, was mentioned. Hey, you know what, bro? <laughs> I'm not going to, to pull the curtain back real quick. The last time I, I I did tequila, I tried to hang with a bunch of seasoned vets, and by seasoned oh. vets, I mean like. Like moms, bro. Moms and grandmas. And and in the Mexican culture, homie, they will smash bottles on a Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Yeah. My dumb ass thought I could hang. I puked everywhere. That's beside the point. But, um, Dave was mentioning the fact that, um, not only is Impact in AEW on the, on the, I guess, on the board for, uh, Wyndham Rotunda. God, I can't believe I actually pronounced that correctly. But, um, so is new japan and but that's where the covid thing and how the travel relates and all this and that is is up in the air right now um the idea, like i love the i've i've said it a million times anytime a hardcore wwe guy is leaving the company they need to go to japan because japan will teach you how to work with everybody and when you can work with everybody you can just get over again it's it's literally ABC. That's how fucking simple it is. Yeah,
0: that's also tough. You, you
1: leave. Off. Exactly. You leave, you get tough, you learn a great style that works with everybody. You go to the big companies and you work that great style, you get re over. That's it. I don't know if he's going to be able to go to Japan. I love the idea of him Japan. I think him being the evil foreigner would be fucking great. But if that's unable to happen, as much as I'm sure people are going to be like, he should go to AEW. He should go to Impact. And he should be either a part of Decay or uh, completely revamp everything. Hell, he can literally go in and be not a non-Fiend thing, completely forget the Fiend, completely forget the this, completely forget the that, and just go in there and be fucking Wyndham Rotunda. If he could do that, cool. It might get over. But the reality is, is If you take away The Fiend, you got Husky Harris. And Husky Harris wasn't very good. That's kind of why I'm still hoping the possibility of fucking uh, Japan is an option. I I, I really want him to go learn. I want him to go revamp his style. And you're not going to do that in AEW, and you're not going to do it in Impact. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to do it in the States. Maybe go to England. Maybe England's possible. I'm just... You know, go to Metsco. I'm just saying he needs a style revamp. When you're over as a gimmick, you need to learn how to work. And his work is not as good as it, as as some would like it to be. Or claim it to be. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm very surprised that he's not just going straight to AEW. And it's not because I'm all AEW good, WWE bad. It's because Punk and Bryan went there... And one of the big reasons was how they handled Brody. And AEW yeah. is all Brody. His, his DNA is still all over that company. And it just surprised me, really, that Bray isn't, or Wyndham, isn't just like on a track to being straight to AEW with Brody's family and everything.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get that one, too, because that makes perfect sense with the, the relationship that they had, the fact that the guy how to take some serious time away from WWE just to, you know, deal with his, you know, best friend's death. is It, it means so, so much. But, yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I don't hate the idea of him running to AEW. He, like I said, he knows a lot of guys. He he knows, you know, he, he's got the whole Dark Order thing. You know, he could easily be their new leader. But that's, again, where it's, do you just have, you know, when number to show up and he's, you know, I'm the good friend of Brody and now I'm going to be the leader of the dark order. Is he going to try to be this Halloween character? Is it going to last? Like I, we don't know. And because we don't know, we can't really just point and say, this is where he's going to end up. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, he, he works every, he can work in every situation. He can, he could work really well if he goes to Japan. He could work out really well if he goes to Impact and, and, and decides whether he wants to be himself or a weird spin off version of the Fiend. And he can absolutely do really well in AEW by just becoming the Dark Order's new leader and, you know, helping them carry him in a way. You know what I mean? Have by having the all the people behind him. Yeah, but the question is, is when is he going to fucking do something? That's the real question. When is he going to do something? Because we can continue to speculate until we're blue in the face, and before we know it, guys like fucking Okada can show up, and then all of a sudden, now this guy shows up after the fact. I'm like, come on, hurry up! Now's the time. You got to get here now.
0: I mean, we heard originally that is uh, no compete was the end of this month, but apparently it's it was shortened. He bought it out or something.
1: Yeah, he bought it out. He bought out his non compete. Which my guess is he's sitting on some fucking money.
0: But all right. Yeah, we were but, sitting. Know, here, he, Wait, you can do that.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. If you're willing to spend, so he bought out his non-compete. He can work today. He can work tomorrow. He can work whenever. He can work full gear. He can work. Um, what other damn pay per views are coming up? You know, he can. I'm he, sure he, he can work. Have got one. They usually do. Exactly. The point it's of the matter is. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but anyway, he can show up and go to work. The question is, is when and where actually when, where, and who's gonna show up. So there's three questions that we just are gonna have to continue to fucking speculate till we hear something.
0: Yeah. Well, God, I hate this. We're like three weeks away from his original no compete date and then we're like a month away from full gear. I mean, I I don't know. I, I I could totally see a
1: thing where he debuts in a company. Maybe you know, if he if he debuts in AEW, it could be like the the go home show for Full Gear, and they set up a a, qu- a quick match against him and nobody. I don't know. They could figure it out. I could see him showing up at the end of Full Gear but at the same time I feel like if if you like you know what I mean there's a lot of con conflicting nonsense here you know what I mean like I feel like I feel like because I just totally had a whole story in my head I feel like if like hangman were to go to full gear win the belt and have the dark order like come celebrate with him and he kind of like blew them off I could then then see like the lights going black and fucking he shows up in like an evil uno mask or something and just you know Boom, now the Dark Order is fucking healed. I could see that, but I could also see like a random uh, goddamn impact pay per view where nothing's going on, or Sammy Callahan's got the belt, or whoever's got the belt is doing, or Christian, I should say, is doing whatever, and then in comes, you know, Rotunda in a fake fiend gimmick. the, The possibilities are endless, is what I'm driving at. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely endless. And it's just tracking my brain and I need like I, like I said with Debra, I need this guy to fucking show up already.
0: I mean, well, Impact's biggest one is coming up in a couple of weeks, bound for glory.
1: Oh well there you go. There's that's if you're gonna debut at a show for Impact, it's their biggest pay per view of the year. Yeah.
0: Can't say no to that. Uh, which we're probably going to predict because I think it's live. I don't think it's going to be pre-taped, is it? Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be. It's the biggest show of the year. Don't don't pre-tape. Bounce Glory
1: yeah, Don't do that. It'd be dumb.
0: Uh, it will be held live in Las Vegas. On oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be live. At the moment, we have uh, Josh Alexander using option C to face Christian for the world title. We got Diana Perazzo and Mickey James for the knockouts title. Uh we got a call your shot gauntlet. Uh, mm-hmm. and of course we have the uh, Activision titles vacant now, so there's a tournament for that. Uh, uh oh man. And yeah, the uh the the digital media championship. Oh Lord. <laughs> Why does this belt look exactly like the AEW world <laughs> <Yes>. title?
1: <laughs> exactly. They listen to the I'm like, bro, you were just like, it. Hey, can we
0: can we copy it and not make it look the same? No. Fuck it. Do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Um, okay, so I don't know why the hell they've called it the digital media title of, of all things, but it's literally just like the, a TV title, except it's uh, going to be for male and female, which, basically, I mean, the X Division, I, I don't get the point in this title.
1: I, in fact, if I know social media challenges how many TikTok dances you can do and you champ is that what's going on
0: yeah yeah, the winner is whoever has the most TikTok followers bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I really don't understand this title or see the point in it like you've literally already got a secondary title where male and female can challenge for it Jordan Grace recently challenged for it so what the fuck is the point if if we knew we'd tell you player if if you're going to I don't know shit. two secondary titles at least do something different with it like the uh, grand the grand title kind of sucked but i mean the idea was there i was going to say yeah no the idea was good but yeah no the execution not so good i didn't mind uh, it, but yeah I mean, yeah it's predetermined so you know, what, what's the point in three rounds if it's predetermined? Well, I mean, you, you watch two out of three falls matches. Yeah, no harm in that. Good storytelling. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't always go, you know, three rounds. Yeah, Except exactly. Except did. If it's a three stages of hell match, you know it's going to go to the third stage. Yes. We're not because was, we're, we're not wasting the cage.
1: I was just going to say, I was like, <laughs> we're not wasting resources. You see this cage? It's coming down.
0: I love the idea that they uh, had in, in, the, in the first Spider-Man movie, where the cage is, like, flat, so you, you don't really notice it, and then it comes together. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. I was like, who the fuck put this goddamn thing together? This is cool. It's like You've literally hidden the cage. How the hell did you do that? Don't you worry. Like, no, I'm worried. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes of pain time. Yeah, but where the fuck did this cage come from? <laughs> I love that idea. It, yeah, a, no, a, it's foldable, a, a foldable, a
1: foldable cage. Imagine the bumps when the fucking things are flat, though. Oh yeah, Thanks.
0: Um, what really took me by surprise was Serena Deep turning heel. She didn't just yeah, turn no. heel; she beat that girl up.
1: She beat the shit out of poor fucking um the car sheet of poor thing. Broke a trophy. I loved that match. Such it was so good. Um. I just immediately felt like Serena was going to just do the job because I think she did that to somebody else. But then, you yeah, know, she flipped the switch, man, and started beating the crap out of her. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? It was like it really threw me for a loop. Um, I kind of thought it was going to be like a negative point on the whole show, and it really wasn't. It totally no. like opened your eyes like, uh, should we be worried about Serena Deep? Is she going to kick somebody else's ass?
0: I uh, I kind of found it funny, like, as they were opening the match, they showed the trophy, and I was like, you know, if she to wins, it'll be her 50th win in AEW, and I thought, oh, that's cool, so obviously she's going to win, that's nice of them.
1: Yeah, right, that's exactly <laughs> what I
0: thought. <laughs> and then she fucking loses, and Serena breaks the trophy over her head.
1: That's why I was like, oh, what the hell?
0: That was a yeah, nice, no. nice twist.
1: When she broke the trophy, I was like, oh, that cost somebody yeah. some money.
0: T- Tony Khan willing to waste some money. He was, like, he was like, what's this thing cost? Hundred bucks? Yeah, right. fine. That's all right. <laughs> I spend that on whoppers in an hour." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Tony, Tony, they sent the wrong Tony out to make the announcement. Right, I was just
1: gonna say the same thing. It was like, "Tony Khan has an or Tony Khan has an announcement." I was like, "That's Shivani." Yeah. <laughs> the wrong Tony. He's like, "Well, I was talking to Tony in the back, and I was like, well, he was supposed to come out to the front.'"
0: Yeah, he he what literally. What the fuck is going on here? He plugged it himself that he was going to make this huge announcement, and then they plugged it that Tony Khan was going to make a huge announcement, and then out comes Shivani. I'm like, wait, wait. wait. Well, you, oh, got it, you got it half, right? You got the Tony,
1: right? <laughs> just put um, Tony from now on. Not Khan. Just be like, yeah, Tony's put...
0: going to come out and make an announcement. Like, which Tony? The anticipation. Exactly. And then Tony Khan finally comes out, oh, oh my God. You couldn't do that in Impact. Dixie's going to make an announcement. Ah, shit. Right? Oh, my God. We're screwed. <laughs> Um, but the TBS title, I still Not hate bad. the name. I I hate the fact that they're even going to TBS. I, I, don't even, I don't even get TBS or TNT, but I would rather hear AEW Dynamite on TNT. It sounds cooler. But anyway. It does. Um, the title looks cool. It's literally just a TNT title with a different logo. It really
1: it really is. Um, as my man Robert pointed out, if you look closely enough at the lettering, it's actually the hose title. The T and the B kind of... Form an H, and then there's like the random O, and then yeah, so it kind of looks like the hose title. It's kind of funny, um, but yeah, no, it is legit. Just a TNT title with a blue ribbon rather than a red one, and it doesn't say TNT; it says TBS. Oh, it really does say the hose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's bad, and it's a women's title too. That's even it's worse. A women's
1: title. Exactly. So, but to, but to be the guy who you know, because I actually have TBS. Um, TNT obviously, but fuck (laughs) TBS. Like I love hate TBS. Okay, there's a lot of wrestling history in 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 TBS. History, being the operative word, it's been over twenty plus. I want to say almost twenty five years. No, not that long. It's been about twenty about twenty years since wrestling's really been on TBS, and most of it was Saturday mornings or Saturday night. And uh, personally, I feel like if you're gonna, if they have to make that move, then Dynamite should, or not Dynamite, but Rampage should also make that move. Like everybody's got to go to TBS, so that's fine. So Dynamite will be on TBS on Wednesdays, but rather than do Friday night Dyn- Rampage on TBS, do fucking Saturday night at six oh five. Bring the nostalgia back hard to fucking core. I think it'd be awesome. Like I really do. Like it, it just. It would work, but but to, but to get to the negative part about TBS is, it it just reruns Central. It's that's just that's all it is out here. Man, it's just reruns Central. You can watch, it. fucking Family Guy, Big Bang Theory. Uh, what are the goddamn shows are gone? They're non-fucking um, stop American Dad. So
0: it's the U.S. version of E4. Uh, sure, that's literally what we get on E4.
1: Well then, yeah, it's the same fucking thing, man. <laughs> like I said, Big Bang Theory, Family Guy. Um, American Dad, and I think they they put the Cleveland show up on there every now and again. I don't remember. Yeah, that's definitely E4. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think AEW would benefit from being on E4, because I fucking hate ITV. Hey, well, there you go, goddamn TK. I hope you're listening. E4, baby. Uh, Yeah, I mean, looking into it, actually, uh, it's called Black Saturday, where Vince McMahon uh, took over... The time slot on TBS with WWE mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty four. That's right. See people, history,
1: history. But they did. But WCW did come back and bring that six o five time back.
0: Mm-hmm. After they told Vince to fuck off. <laughs> oh yeah, they gave uh, USA gave McMahon another time slot when mm-hmm. WWF Prime Time Wrestling. Uh, a similar program to WWE's TBS program aired on Monday nights was a forerunner to Monday Night Raw. Bingo. Oh, uh, the Black Saturday episode was made available as a hidden gem on the WWE Network. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got to look at that now. <laughs> Bet you it's a crap episode anyway. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Like the thumbnail I see is the, the the classic World Championship Wrestling logo in the background, and then it's just Vince McMahon. I'm like this is surreal, so surreal. Fuck, it's crazy. So basically, it's uh, AEW, which is like the sequel to WCW, reclaiming that TBS territory. Right. <laughs> So taking it back. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, AEW is like the Star Wars sequels, but better. We're finishing off what you started.
1: That's a hell of a way to put it. I love that. Yeah, no, that's perfect. It's like, yeah, we're taking all the shit that you failed and making it better.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm good we're shit. We're still sort of nodding towards the old, some of the old stuff. Yeah, you got to keep You got to
1: keep the was it the olden days, the nostalgia part of it intact. I mean, hell, I say it every week in the TSK. Cody Rhodes keeps fucking WCW alive via the pyro.
0: Oh yeah, WCW <laughs> lives via Cody's pyro. I mean, Jericho had a lot of pyro for a run in this week. Lit just for a run in, his pyro it, was going nuts. I love it. His music didn't stop just because they wanted the crowd to sing it after they cleared the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and they sang it, boy. Yeah, they sang it so loud you couldn't friggin' hear Dan Lambert.
1: Yep, and he's like, I couldn't hear a damn thing you were sad. It's
0: a great line.
1: Oh, It would have been absolutely. great
0: if Jericho had dropped an F-bomb and she said, I couldn't hear a word you say in because they were telling you to shut the fuck up. Oh, that would have been great. Have we had oh, any okay. F-bombs on AEW? Oh yeah, the pay on oh, no, all out we had three yes. f bombs. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, pay per
1: view ones. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Hell, I I just if you're gonna start doing that, then I need you guys to turn it on to like the New Japan level. Like I need, I need some Tamatanga, tonga Loa, just say, hey, fuck oh, you, fuck dick and fuck you, big shit, just all day long. Like I need some of that, man.
0: Speaking of shit. I don't know where this has come from, but apparently they're allowed to say shit in WWE now. And, I, and I'm hearing shit everywhere. Like Jericho said it twice last night. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky keep saying shit. I don't know where it's come from. All of a sudden, everybody's saying shit in if wrestling. I,
1: if, if I heard from the McAfee show correctly, he had mentioned that Jericho was on the other show saying shit a lot. And Vince didn't hate the idea. <laughs> I or want no, more Michael shit. Cole Michael Cole <laughs> didn't hate the idea And Michael Cole pitched it to Vince
0: Oh well if like, anybody what can get through to Vince of is all
1: Michael God Cole. all goddamn people Michael goddamn Cole
0: Whatever if, Yeah If anybody can get fruit of Vince it's Michael Cole
1: Well yeah The guy's been there for fucking a year Like 29 million years Swear to God Like you could literally You could probably tell A brand new fan That fucking Michael Cole Used to work for Vince As a senior And he would They would believe him (laughs) Be like Oh no way When the fuck That thing is Is like goddamn, fucking Michael Cole Used to work for uh, Was it I think uh, NBC No it was NBC Or CBS Or CNN I think it was CNN He used to work For a giant news company Before he signed With WWE Damn That guy's been in WWE forever He really has Like really really has Uh, Since like the early 90s
0: uh, Late 90s CBS
1: That's right there you go Yeah he was following like the war and shit And the presidents It's like dude so you left that job to come Fucking interview fucking sweaty Muscle muscle (laughs) guys (laughs) alright
0: I guess he, yeah, he must have been pretty young then, though, because he's, he's in his early 50s now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was prime time. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Mc- McAfee, uh, he ain't going to Saudi Arabia. Apparently, they haven't oh, even asked God. him to go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but didn't he say something like, if they get caught there, I got to suddenly host him out <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> you know, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, how he, like, how he randomly, I love how the other they played on the fact that he randomly had to come in and do commentary. Because <laughs> of the goddamn plane caught in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, where is like, that dude, episode of fucking... Dark Side? Oh, God. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> I can only imagine how much more fucking stuff Dark Side of the Ring is going to have. And I hate to keep saying it like this, but when Vince dies. Yeah. When he goes... Fuck, bro, like, Dark Side of the Ring is going to be the ultimate documentary series for wrestling fans.
0: Like, they're, they're going to have everybody's fucking story. Uh, Pat McAfee's actual quote is, uh, They're heading over there. I wasn't invited. Good luck. I'm not supposed to be part of that. I'm happy I'm not going or whatever. The show, everyone says it's insane over there. It's awesome. Until they get stuck there, and then I gotta call Buffalo Smackdown. <laughs>
1: fuck yeah that's why i love that
0: guy oh. he's the man um yeah and that that's pretty much it apart from women in wrestling making a comeback uh quite controversially um because tessa blanchard is included but it also on a good on the on the bright side aj lee is also uh involved yeah good for her i'm glad she's back in wrestling yeah, and uh, not a word about Tessa.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no word. No, I'm not gonna say shit. Well, I'm. I don't. Okay, I don't hate. I don't hate her. I just. I. Not everybody can go around with the Ric Flair attitude and not be Ric Flair. Yeah. Just saying, I'm sorry. You know, if 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 maybe if you were your dad, just because Blanchard's in your name doesn't mean you're Tully. You know, the, the those are fucking made men. Like. It, you want to act like a made man or a made lady then i don't know pay your fucking dues mm. but you it, i mean if i if i've watched your career as long as i have i, I haven't seen you pay a due yet
0: i mean it, it, it's a really tough one because she did make a lot of waves in impact and then she did some stupid shit outside of impact
1: mm-hmm. everything she's done productively has been counterproductive
0: yeah it's so she's taken two steps forward and then fucking four steps back Mm-hmm.
1: And then she gets into the negative limelight because she's a bitch. To, like, I don't understand how you're a bitch to work with. Like, uh, just come on and just be a working pro- Like, how hard is it to want to work, man? Can it, is, it, is it that hard? You know what I mean? Is everybody that big of an asshole?
0: I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she put the her own final nail in the coffin, like, after the whole allegation stuff. Like, when she just point-blank held the Impact title hostage and refused to send in a promo during lockdown.
1: Yeah, that looked uh, that looked really bad.
0: Really bad. And and then demanded money to send the freaking belt back. <laughs> That's what made it worse. <laughs> That's what made it worse. <laughs> Lady, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Kind of whatever the fuck she wants, which I I don't I don't get. And I mean, this isn't the '60s and the '70s anymore. Again, you're not Tully. You're you're his daughter, and I. And this is a whole new era. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can't get away with shit like that anymore. It doesn't work that way. But whatever, I mean. At least it's on a lower promotion. You know she's not going to be in AEW or WWE or MLW for that case, or even Ring of Honor. You know she's going to be in WOW, which is, if I'm not mistaken, like pay-per-views only or late-night television, like extra late-night television. Mm-hmm. So. Don't don't make those whatever. mistakes, kids. Just don't be a bitch. <laughs> or or dick. Okay? Just plain and simple. don't be rude. Okay? Fucking if you need to be if you need to be an asshole, do it behind closed doors where nobody can hear you. Don't do it on social media. Don't do it in a in a way where you're gonna look negative. If you're a fucking champion and you go on vacation and they tell you to send the belt back, send the belt back. Fuck them. I
0: uh I was gonna say don't be an idiot unless it's behind closed doors and nobody can hear you unless you're Hulk Hogan and you're being taped.
1: Hogan, that's <laughs> their goddamn fault. Yeah. He uh. was bound to slip and say something stupid eventually. Whatever. <laughs> that's his own
0: fault. That, that guy will never be forgiven for that shit. No. Never in a million years. And uh, I love how, like, people like Punk is just, like, so open about how they feel. Oh, it's a piece of shit. Fuck him.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like you have, like, there's no reason to have this gripe. Your fucking daughter was a black eye and you made a big deal out of it. Like that's the worst part. You know what I mean? Nothing nobody did anything to you <laughs> and you just hate. That's the worst part.
0: Got drunk and don't, said some stupid shit. Don't just try not to. Jesus
1: yeah. Christ. I can, that's what I tell everybody. Is to try to be the happy drunk.
0: If uh if Mike was here he he'd just tell you not to drink. Nope, I'm just telling you to be the happy drunk. Don't mix.
1: That'll make you the angry drunk.
0: Mm. Oh, boy. Well, uh, before we go anywhere, here's your next, well, I was going to say final reminder then, but we still got like a month to go. On November 18th, we present Promo Series 6 Justice Day, and it is the dawning of a new age in match wrestling. Promo Series gave birth to the Promo Championship, so it's only fitting really that it gives birth to the TV Championship. The mm-hmm. four participants will compete in the ring of games to become the first ever Max Wrestling Television Champion on the pre-launch show on November 16th. But back to the main show. The three runners-up will each get a shot at the Knowledge Championship. The Phoenix is the current reigning and defending Knowledge Champion he will defend in the traditional Winners Days on Gauntlet. Uh, and this year, it truly will be winner stays on because those three matches will be back-to-back. To-back. to, back to back. Uh, In what will set the standard for the future of Max wrestling, Moses will challenge Chad Malcolm uh, for the World Championship uh, in a trivia right. battle. Gotta love it. Absolutely. <clears throat> and of course, first time ever, probably last time ever, Promo exhibition, it is The Shape versus Robert Davis. I, uh...
1: It might be the last time I did hear that the Blackhearts after this are leaving the promo league. And as much as it it hurts and it sucks as a guy that was uh, hopefully looking forward to getting his own little run against Rob, it's all good. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of these things where it, we want this to be a nice um, welcoming environment. And um, we we also understand, uh, and I don't mean to say this in a negative way. We understand egos. Okay, this is <laughs> this is wrestling based. Okay, we know we know what goes behind the wrestling. There's a lot of ego, and it, it's it's not easy. And we understand that. That's why the, half of the four, half of the reasoning for some of these formats are changing. But um, still, nonetheless, it's not gonna. It, 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 none of this is gonna take away from anything that Rob is gonna do in his promo bout. He's going he's gonna to absolutely stop it because that's what Rob does. He does not – even though it may be his last one, he doesn't hold back for nothing regardless. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I, I am definitely looking forward to seeing who in the next coming, I guess, months or weeks is willing to step up, pull some promos out of their back pocket, uh, if see if Chad's uh, got the testicle fortitude enough to, one, beat me in trivia, and then, two – Actually, be able to cut a decent promo every thirty days. Uh, I, I believe in him, but at the same time, you know, I, I I do know that uh, there was the there was that one guy who won the promo belt twice. So, first, you know, not that other guy, but yeah, but still, the point of the matter is, is things are changing, and it's, it and none of this looks negative. It all looks positive. And I just I I can't wait for the new that's coming. You know what I mean? There's so much new that's in the works and it's just it's it's gonna be fucking great like I said look at how much fun we have with this goddamn motherfucking this week in wrestling for crying out loud we found probably the most badass motherfucker there's ever been
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, we're, we're making positive changes for negative reasons there you go so it's a silver lining to a very dark cloud but don't worry because it's just gonna get better oh yeah um again changes begin next week on a brand new World of Max Wrestling um, And of course Promo Series 6 All goes down November 18th Pre-launch show on the 16th Go to maxwrestling.net Promo Series 6 for more information mm. And I'm going to leave us With this little nugget From Taz Which I believe was on Dark
1: Oh god I know exactly what you're talking about. It's Great it's Great <laughs> Side a little it must be behind us, announced that there's like the penis, the penis, the penis, the penis, the piano well, the 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 as we know, as 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 you know, like Mac and I would know so damn well. Is, is sometimes the audio doesn't come in so well, but fucking fans are gonna hear. But the whole time, I can like I've watched it nine or ten times. I swear to God, I have. And it's the whole time. He's always got the saxophone player behind us, and it's like a whole band. And and then there's the penis, and then the, the penis, and the penis, and then the furnace, and then the, 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 the piano player. And I'm like, what the fuck is a furnace? Oh my god, this is so great.
0: I will be severely disappointed if that doesn't become the new Scott Steiner meme. The <laughs> <laughs> You got you got a thirty three percent chance of having a saxophone player and a pianist and a penis and a penis.
1: <laughs> oh God! Whoa. Oh, so oh. fucking dance.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm Sometimes so he's hard just to cold. Say fucking-
1: he wanted to try so hard
0: to say pianist. Yes. He's <laughs> a penis. the penis. the penis. He, he would have had it the first time. He just had to add a T at the end.
1: That's it. That's Penised. it. Penist. That's it. Pianist. But no, he's all in. He's a goddamn penis. What? Yeah, the penis. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the accent. I blame the New York accent. I all of a sudden, can't pronounce your T's. Uh <laughs> Fantastic.
0: well thank you everybody for tuning in to the final episode in this generation of Max Wrestling um, there will definitely be some free ice cream for y'all next week um, oh yeah remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok also go check it out at maxwrestling.net follow us on social media at thecaptain512, at MCL92 and at smrpodnet before we step out and bid you adieu, remember Twitch makes Vince's itch. Everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, and everyone on TikTok thinks he's a cock, including Moses Marquez.
1: Fucking well, ain't right. And speaking of Vince, he is your Geek of the Week this week. <laughs> Why? Because the fucking draft was hot ass garbage, and two because in this week's episode of Retro Rewind, number fifty-eight, mind the way from October the twenty-first, he sits there like a fucking total dumb shit. And just gushes at the idea of Brett actually coming back to the company because he was afraid that he was going to run to WCW. This is prior to the Montreal Screwjob. If you are not listening to fucking Retro Rewind, and I say it with so much emphasis because it's coming back with a goddamn vintage, you got to get back on it. We're on episode 58 right now. Should have already dropped. If not, it should be out this morning. Um Raw Nitro, as as per usual, I'm going to hold off on pay-per-views for right now. I feel like that's what's slowing me down. Some of these stuff isn't coming out because I had to watch pay-per-views. So if you were hoping for a Halloween Havoc 96, that might still drop because it's recorded. But just expect Raw's and Nitro's for the time being just so we can get back onto a groove and we'll go from there. But yeah, Vince, Total Geek of the Week. Check out the retro. We are on our way to the Montreal Screwjob. Okay, that's our next big. I st- know, actually, no, there's way more bigger stops than that. As far as like WWF bound, we got uh, Sid Vicious versus Shawn Michaels lined up for the world title, I believe, of the next in your house pay per view, or no, that's Survivor Series. So there's there's a lot going on for retro. You got to get a part of it so you can help relive some of the stuff. This is not going to be dark side of the ring. This is going to be probably funnier because you're going to hear me reacting to all this crazy shit happening. On the spot uh, Bolt Rant fans If you're out there For Bolt Rant Last week was a no-go Episode Drop But I got hit With a copyright I did not think That would actually happen I don't know What the fuck I did wrong With the copyright oh, Don't shit. trip It it happens It's one of those games It was, it was I got hit with it It was like I swear this music Was fine I put the wrong music in It oh. is what it is I'm not going to redrop that episode just because the music legitimately goes the entire length of the episode. So just ignore last week's preview and um, mainly just preview into the Raiders Monday night game. But the recap for the Raiders Monday night game drops tonight, probably around 8 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I may or may not have a guest. That's the only reason why it's being pushed back. So, look out for that one. The preview, as you know, drops Saturday. Sunday is the game. Monday drops your next Retro Rewind. Wednesday will be the game review. All right. Gotta love it. And, and hopefully a new wrestler, uh, uh, geek of the week next week. But if it's still Vince, then hey, that's all right. Yeah. It could be the it's dweeb of the week. It's probably going to be Vince most weeks,
0: let's be honest. That's why I said if it gets to that point, he'll be the dweeb of the decade. <clears throat> this is why... Maxi's will open uh, very soon, by the way. We have an award named just after Vince McMahon. McMahon Award for Wanker of the Year. Yeah, right. Uh, Mike obviously isn't here this week, but I will do some plugging for him. He's been talking to Bella Madison on the LFC podcast. Uh, go to lingeriefc.com. Uh, also, look out for Mike on their upcoming pay-per-view as he's going to be a guest ring announcer. That's right. Booty Camp. Booty Camp 3. And he has also uh, put out a new episode of the Adrenaline Rush podcast with Daniel Kremens covering the uh, the Monster Abyss. Mm-hmm. Some classic impact on Adrenaline Rush. So that's that's, cool. that, that's who Mike's been talking to. There you go. I did I did your thing for you, Mike. There you go. <laughs> and join us next week. Next week, goddammit. Forty Evolution of Max Rossing as we begin to put some changes into place there's also a new logo I forgot to mention that one. first, first, new, first logo. new logo in over two years uh, I think I think the one we currently use is the longest running logo that we've had so yeah I was gonna say it's, like it's been like that for a while <laughs> big changes begin next week we'll see you there this was episode 343 you will catch your ass down the open road and that's the bottom line goodbye Mwah. and goodbye Night. Evolution is beautiful, bro. Don't be a dweeb! <laughs>